I bind every evil thing that comes up against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name, use me, Father God, to teach this word of our poem, Esther, the queen. Hallelujah. We love you for this, Lord God, this story so that we will know exactly how to treat the enemy and exactly how we should be feeling about ourselves. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be teaching, actually, from the book of Esther. Okay, I'm going to be getting uh, various uh, scriptures from the book of Esther. At this time in March, okay, this is the uh, first week of March, and um, it's the it's time for Purim, okay, with, with Jews, the Israeli people call Purim, okay? And it's a holiday that, that is derivative of um, Esther, what's well, related to uh, the fact that Queen Esther saved Israel at a time when the enemy wanted them dead and they could have all been wiped out. There are so many times that Israel, God's people, could have been wiped out. Uh, and now when we say Israel, we're including ourselves, no matter what nation we are from, no matter what color or race or religion that we're from, that we are, because we are grafted in. As long as you believe in the Jewish Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, okay, you are saved and you are grafted into, you are now part of the tribe of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. So turn your source to the book of Esther. Okay. And for all you Thompson Chain reference um, uh, Bible readers, it is page 581, the book of Esther. And I'm going to entitle this, Put on your mask and be joyous. Okay. Put on your mask and be joyous. It starts out in the book of Esther, it says, Now it came to pass in the days of Azarus, okay, his name's Azarus, uh, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia. Notice the countries. He, re he reigned in a lot of countries, a lot of area, over 170, uh, 107 and 20 provinces. That's a that's a, a large area, okay? That in those days when the king Azarus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace, okay? In the third year of his reign, he made a feast. To, he, he made a feast to his princes and his servants and the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and princes of the provinces. What we have here is we have a king, that owns a lot of property, right? and he reigns over a lot of people, a lot of different cultures. Imagine being the leader over a lot of different cultures, not just one culture, a lot of cultures. There was a time where Persia reigned. Persia reigned, okay? And he was having this big party. He was having, I'm just going to speak in um, language that all of us can understand, even me. <laughs> okay, but he was having this big party. He was celebrating. He was uh, he was so good at what he did. He was he was a good king, um, and he took over people and he he reigned with a strong hand. And he had parties and invited noblemen to this party. Uh, imagine in your mind this huge huge party, this 
big room in the castle and there's all these noblemen sitting there and women and men sitting there with with beautiful clothing on and and there's all kind of food on anything you wanted on the table okay and and um, all, they had plenty of food drinks uh, whatever you need there everybody's laughing and talking and discussing having discussions okay this was a, 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 a this was a, a a huge event all right and uh, everybody's just talking it says um let me see in verse uh, 5. It says, And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan the palace, both great and small, seven days in the court of the... Seven days, it says, notice, in the court of the garden of the king's palace, where were, where were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble the beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red blue white and black marble okay there was a lot of things hanging a lot of things going on beautiful things going on here okay imagine being there and this king's having this big um, party and so he asks for Vashti the queen if you let to see where does that go to um Verse 11, okay, let me see, verse 10. On the seventh day when the heart of the king was merry, okay, this is seven days later. They were just drinking and drinking and drinking. And you can only imagine what the what the language sounded like and the jokes that were told. And they were just like slobby drunk, okay? And so he orders, uh, let me see, so when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mahuman, Bistha, Harbana, Bigtha, Ab Abatha, Zathar, and Carcass, carcass okay the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of azarus the king to bring vashti the queen before the king with the crown royal to show the the people and the princes her beauty for she was fair to look on he had a beautiful wife his wife vashti was a beautiful queen she was gorgeous and he just wanted to show her off now this is sounding more and more to me like um i'm sure some of you may have heard uh Sharia law, where women have to pay attention to what the man says or get killed or whatever would happen, you know. And uh, Sharia law is not too fair with women, okay? It, it undermines, it, it it puts women lower on the totem pole, so to speak. So he's calling, call her and tell Vashi to come here. She's gorgeous. I want everybody to see her. He's showing her off. Like like I'm sure you've gone in some people's houses or whatever in some stores and you see where hunters, you know, put the head of a deer or something with a large rack on a wall or a bear head or something, you know, just to show off, show people that they, you know, they're trophy. Okay, she was a trophy wife to him, so to speak. So he asked for her and she just plainly says no. <laughs> I don't think I would have did that at the time, but she plainly says no. And she wanted to have her own party. Amen. And verse 18 says, Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes which have heard the deed of the queen, thus there shall rise too much contempt and wrath. The people that were there had heard that she said no, and they're telling the queen, this is going to cause a problem. Sir, you need to do something about your wife, because when all the other people in the provinces and the areas that we've taken over, when their women hear this, they're going to follow suit, and we are going to have a, a problem between male and female. Amen? So they told him to take care of it, so what he did was he called her in. And he sat her down, as we say in, in uh, the church language. He sat her down and told her 
see ya, you're no longer queen, which he had the right to do. Okay? So he, he you know, she didn't give him respect. There is a, a certain way that we should all act in the presence of the king. And when we're talking here about this king, let's talk about Jesus. There is a certain way that you, yes, Jesus is your best friend and Jesus loves you. We all know that. Amen. But there is a way that you act in the presence of the king. All right. And she obviously did not do what she was supposed to do. She didn't follow protocol. All right. So therefore, he sat her down or whatever happened. We're not sure exactly. Some say, you know, because at that time they killed him. They killed the ladies or sent her away. We don't know. But then he asks for a new queen. He has to have a new queen. He's lonely. He wants love. And and then so he puts out this amongst the provinces. Okay, he puts out this edict that he wants all the women, the beautiful women, to be sent to his palace so that he can choose a wife. So what happens is they they go around, his, his men go around on their horses and they snatch all these beautiful girls away from their families. They, they snatch them while they're washing, hanging clothes outside. They snatch them while they're in the gardens. They just take them because they could, because they were like that. Okay. And the king, when he wanted something, you got it for him or you lost your life. So he went around, they grabbed all these beautiful women, and here's this beautiful, gorgeous Jewish girl. And her name is Hadassah. All right. So, and she was raised by, if you look in chapter 2, verse 7, it says he brought Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful whom Mordecai, which was her cousin, okay, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. Esther's cousin, her name was Hadassah, and in, in Persian, it was Esther. She chose a Persian name so that she can be, go to the palace, okay, and she, she passed herself off as Persian. Now, Hadassah means star, okay? She, Esther ex- literally exposed sin. She was delectable, gorgeous. Okay. Esther, the name Esther, which is my name, thank you, reveals evil, reveals sin. So Esther was taken away to the palace along with other girls. Okay. Verse five, it says, let me see, I'll start with four. And let the maiden which pleases the king be queen instead of Ashti. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. So he, he did this. And now Shusan, the palace, there was a certain Jew named Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimi, the son of Kish, and Benjam, a Benjamite, uh, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity, which had been carried away with Jeconah, king of Judah, with Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and carried had carried away. Okay, so uh, he was very, Mordecai was very important to the king's rule. And he was raising his cousin, Esther. But Esther was one of the women that was gathered together to go to the king's palace. Verse 8, it says, So it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together in Shushan palace, the custody of Haggai, okay, uh, that Esther was brought also into the king's house to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. Haggai was a man who had um, his manhood 
taken away from him, we'll say it that way, so that he can take care of the women in the palace. Okay, so in other words, he wouldn't be able to abuse the women. He literally was only able to watch over them and do what he was told to do, to help them, uh, to lead them, uh, feed them, uh, teach them. Okay, he was a teacher to them. Okay, so um, they picked them up. And Esther began to win the affection of Haggai. And he began to really like her. And he gave her favor. But, see, at that time, the women had to go through something called purification for a whole year, a whole year before they can even be presented to the king. Now, when they went through purification for a year, look at verse 9, says in uh, chapter 2, verse 9, says, And the maiden pleased, pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, see, when you are chosen of the king, even when his people look upon you, you will you will get favor, not only with the king, but those that work for him. Do you see what I'm saying here with Jesus? Jesus loves you. He will give his angels charge over thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. And you have favor with the angels. You have favor with the people that love the Lord. Amen. You have favor with, his, with the body of Christ. You have favor in the house. Amen. And it says, verse 9, And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her things for purification with such things as belonged to her, the seven maidens which were met to uh, meet to be given her. Out of every woman had seven maidens to help her. Okay, this is how important it was. Out of the king's house, and he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Esther got the best place to, to purify herself out of all the rooms in, in the castle. Okay, in a palace, Esther got the, the greatest room. Imagine that. She had a sweet, sweet. Amen. <laughs> in verse 10, Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. And now, her cousin, what some people call him, her uncle, her uncle, but he's really her cousin. Okay, no harm done. Amen. But he told her, okay, don't tell anybody exactly what you are, who you are. Don't tell them that you're a Jew. Okay, so that's why they changed the name from Hadassah to Esther. Okay, and at that time, the scholars say it was E-S-T-E-R, and the H came in later, E-S-T-H-E-R. Like, my name is E-S-T-H-E-R, but it's originally spelled E-S-T-E-R. So anyway, anyway, she's not telling anybody she's a Jew. So after the 12 months of purification, you look in verse 12, now when every maid, maid's turn was going to the king, King Azarus, after they had been 12 months uh, purified, according to the manner of the women, so uh, for so were the days of their purifications accomplished, to wit six months with all myrrh, and six months with sweet odors, and with other things for purifying of the women. Nowadays, women run in a shower for two minutes, and they get back out, and they're done. No soaking, no salt, <laughs> no myrrh, no purifications, nothing. Just, you know, wash up and put a little deodorant on, okay, you know. And, you know, after a while, that stuff piles up, right? You got to purify. You got to soak some of that out of your system. Amen. <laughs> you know, so what's happening is you are wearing the aroma of the king. 
You're wearing the aroma that the king wants to smell, not your own aroma. There are too many people going up to Jesus Christ, going up to the king, and they're, they're, they're ex expecting for him to accept them, and they have yet to acquire his aroma, not their own. Amen. You don't, he, he, doesn't, he didn't want the aroma of arrogance. It might work outside the palace, but baby, it's not going to work on the inside of the palace. Amen. So Esther goes in to the king. It was her turn. Okay. And uh, verse 11 says, when she went in on the morrow, she returned to the second house of the women of custody of Shashigas, the king chamberlain, which kept the concubines. And she came into the king no more except the king delighted in her and that she recalled by name. Now, when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, um, who had taken her for his daughter was come to go into the king. She required nothing. But when Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women appointed and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. See, Esther knew that all the other women were, you can imagine they were getting all kind of jewelry and necklaces and gold and diamonds and waistbands and, and hairbands. And Esther said, I don't want any. That's junk to me. The only thing I want, she see, as you could, you could see the wisdom in her. The only thing she wanted was whatever the king would like. Not what she would like, but what he would like. And see, meanwhile, the people of the house are seeing this. They're saying, this woman's really wise. Amen. So, and this is what happens. Um, she, she ran into prosperity. Verse 17 says, uh, verse 17 says, and the king loved Esther above all women. See, obedience is the excuse God needs to bless you. If you want prosperity, do what God tells you to do. Amen. And she, um, above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in sight more than all the virgins. So that he set the royal crown upon her head, and he made her queen instead of Vashti. Now this story, I have to go real fast through this story. I want to tell you about this. Again, there was a guy in, in the, in the uh, castle, and he was very, very mean. His name was Haman, and he was of the lineage that hated Jews. Absolutely hated Jews. In fact, they're saying that his sign was a sign of the swastika, sort of. Okay, and he felt something about Esther. Okay, you, you that evil spirit. He just knew there was something. Did you have you ever gone around somebody that just acts real mean when you come around? They they they, they know there's something about you because you have a sweet savor upon you, a sweet flavor, a sweet aroma, and you have a wonderful attitude, and they can't stand it. They try to treat you nice, but you can just tell that they are very uncomfortable around you. And this is how Haman was around Esther. So Haman, things go on in a castle. They tried to poison the king. And then uh, Esther's cousin, uh, Mordecai, he stopped that and he alerted the king that it was going on. So the king puts Mordecai in, in, in a higher place. Meanwhile, evil Haman gets mad about it. So he sets up these gallows, okay? And he wants to hang more. He hates. Mordecai. He hates him with a passion and he wants to hang him. Okay, these gallows were made to hang Mordecai. But what happens is the king begins to really like Mordecai. So he, he raises Mordecai. Okay, he places beautiful things on Mordecai. He gives him beautiful, uh, beautiful horse to ride on and, and parade around town. The king made the evil Haman. God will make your enemies parade around their own town telling people how great you are. 
God is that awesome. And this is exactly what happened. He, uh, Haman had to walk around town. He, he already hates Mordecai now. You can imagine how he felt doing this. He's walking around town telling everybody how great Morde, uh, Mordecai is and <laughs> proclaiming before all the people. Verse 11, look at chapter 6, verse 11. It says, Then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Okay, and Mordecai came unto again to the king's gate, but Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered. Haman was hated. All right? So Haman makes this, uh, he causes the king to write, um, let me see, he causes the king to write um, a law where all the Jews will be killed. Okay, he wanted to kill the Jews. Verse, uh, let me see, chapter 7, I'm looking in here in verse 7. I'm trying to go through this real quick. Then King Azarus said unto Esther, the queen of Mordecai, the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and have him and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. See, he wanted to kill all the Jews. So what Esther did was she called a fast. Esther called a fast. And Mordecai came to her, her cousin came to her and said, you know, um, she's sitting in, in she's sitting in the, in a palace and she's happy, everything's going on. So Mordecai comes with bad news and says, Haman wants to kill us. He wants to kill our people. And Esther's miserable and she's like, oh my, what, what do we do about this? So Esther calls a fast. She told him, tell everybody to fast and I will fast with them. Three days fast. So they fasted, okay? And this is where we get the word Purim. P-U-R-I-M. The Jews gained upper hand over their enemies by that fast. And what happens is Haman was found out by the king. The king found out Esther was really a Jew. Okay, his wife was a Jew. And he found out Haman was really the enemy. See, people will find out that as God's kid as God's child, you're a child of heaven, you're a child of the Most High God, they're, they will find out you're not the enemy. They got the wrong enemy. You're actually the friend. And see that God will open up their heart and God will open up their eyes and show you you were the right one all along. So what happens is the wrong one, Haman, got hung on his own gallows. The gallows that he made for his enemy, which was a good guy, Mordecai. And after the fast, after Haman and his ten sons were hanged, he, he, see, God will fight your battles so awesomely that he, even the sons, even the associates of your enemy, the associates of the person that tried to trip you up and, and, and make you mess up in your life and possibly kill you, the associates will go with them. As the Bible says, take that demon out and send, uh, cast that demon out and seven of his brothers, see? Okay, so... And this is what happens, and the people began to, it began to, um, they were happy. They began to celebrate the fact that they were saved. Esther, their, their girl, Esther, the, the, the once Jew who became, Hadassah, who became Esther, okay, the Jew that became uh, Persian, okay, saved the people through fasting. And, you know, if you look at this book, God's name is not mentioned one time. Not mentioned one time in here. 
And they say the reason this book was printed uh, with with all the rest of the of the books is because it shows the power of the Most High God, even if you don't say his name. Oh, my, my, my. So uh, let me see in verse, uh, we're looking at chapter um, nine now. I'm in chapter nine. Hmm. For the in verse 13, then said Esther, if it please the king, let it be granted to the Jews which are in Shushan to do tomorrow also according to the days, this day's decree. Let Haman, Haman's ten sons be hanged upon a gallows. And the king commanded it to be done, okay, to do so. And the decree, the decree was given at Shushan, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. For the Jews that were in Shushan gathered themselves together on a 14th day of Adar, in the month Adar, which is March now, this era this time of the year and they slew 300 men at Shushan but on the prey uh on the prey they laid not their hand but the other Jews that were in the king's provinces gathered themselves together and stood up for their lives and had rest from their enemies amen they had rest the feast of Purim gives you rest from some people say Purim Purim gives you rest from your enemies and you are supposed to celebrate and during this time of year, they it's kind of like ha- uh, Halloween to them. They wear masks and they make baskets of food and, and they make these little cookies called Haman's hat. It's shaped like a triangle and, 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 and they bake them and they eat them. And, and then they, they, they write the names of their enemies on the bottoms of their shoes. They write Haman on the bottom of their shoes and they walk around as though they're walking on the enemy. And it's literally like, like we call, it's kind of like, not exactly, but you know, on Halloween here in the United States, people wear masks and, and, and different costumes. This is what they do on, in the, on a feast of Purim. They eat well, they live, they love, they have joy, they rest, and they party and they wear masks and and Haman masks and it's just like the, like like we do here on Halloween okay and this is why I'm telling you put your mask on wear your mask and praise the Lord that the enemy is gone okay put the enemy underneath your shoes put him underneath your feet and walk all over him be proud that you have your mask on eat Drink and be merry. Amen. And for such a time as this, Esther was appointed. Amen. Verse 27 of chapter 9 says, The Jews ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, which is us. Amen. So as it should not fail, they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year. Verse 29, Then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihel and Mordecai, the Jews, wrote with all authority to confirm this second letter of Purim, which means Esther, the queen, wrote with authority. And she is telling, the spirit of Esther right now is telling you in G, through Jesus Christ, I'm telling you to wear your mask, eat, drink, and be merry, and step all over the devil and let him know that he hasn't won, he will never win, and no matter how much he tries to mess with you and yours, you read the end of the book, you know how it's going to end. You are victorious. You are the winner. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just say, Jesus Christ. Forgive me of my sins. I love you. Accept me. I accept you as your as my Savior, my Lord, and my leader, my God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did just for me. 
Amen. If you said that, go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church. And remember, tongues is not necessary to your salvation now, but it's nice to have because the devil doesn't know what you're talking about. Amen. And then learn of him. And let me be the first to welcome you into the body of Christ. Amen. And this is Reverend Essie signing out. I hope you enjoyed the story of Esther and Shushan the Palace and Purim. And listen, always remember, Jesus is always Lord. Reverend Essie signing out. God bless you. Amen.